The following is a presentation of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. And welcome wrestling fans to the Ice Hour. This podcast is aimed at promoting the world of Division Three college wrestling and is named for the late Hall of Fame coach Dave Eisenhower. Here we'll talk about topics and news that's relevant to those who compete for the love of the sport in Division Three. The Ice Hour is sponsored by My House Sports Gear. Check out their line of wrestling gear and apparel at MyHouseSportsGear.com. Subscribe using your favorite podcasting app by going to MattTalkOnline.com slash ice. It's the Ice Hour. Doing a little Division Three action here at the Augie Adidas Open with Eric Van Clay, head coach of the Central Dutch. A, a good good Dutch name, good Dutch team. Big win this past week, and now you're, you're right here at the uh, Augsburg Open. And let's talk about, you know, you've been in this position a number of years now. Are things finally coming together for your program? Yeah, you know, well, one of the things we talk about over and over again about our program is just steady progress each and every year. You know, there's no quantum leap. There's no big jump. I mean, it's just it's steady progress. Uh, and sometimes that's hard to see it in the Iowa Conference. You know, you got really good Division Three wrestling there, and it's a grind week in, week out. But, yeah, I mean, we had a nice win with Co uh, the other night, and we got a ton of respect for their program and everything that they do. And, you know, it's hard-fought win. But, uh, yeah, a day and a half later, you're back on the mats, and you got things that you got to work on. So, you know, it's not something that we get all wild and crazy about, but it was a fun night, uh, middle of November, and uh, the season goes on. As for somewhat since 2000, you guys had knocked them off, and, you know, when you build a program, it, I often say it's the third recruiting class. You know, Rob Cole wasn't successful at Cornell till his 10th, 11th year. This is kind of around that same rim for you. Where are you starting to see the progress in your coaching abilities and your ability to recruit the right type of kids from year one to what you're bringing into the program now? Well, you know, the big thing for us is we're a decade into this. And by when I say we, I mean, it's all of our alumni, it's uh, assistant coaches. It's a we thing. It's not a me thing. And, you know, the biggest thing that we're seeing this year is, is we just have better overall depth in the room. So when you get that better depth, there's better competition in the room on a daily basis. And you're not one injury away from putting a guy out there that's not quite ready. You're not one injury away from, you know, your lineup dramatically changing. So, you know, we think it's really good that we got juniors and seniors that they need to be ready or they're going to lose a starting spot to a freshman. You know, with that's that's the biggest thing that we're seeing this year that maybe we didn't have two three years ago is that solid depth and competition you know at a lot of weights and, and we got weights that we're not there yet you know we've got to keep getting better but uh it's just fun to see the the continued growth and progress of uh, of the program in, in year 10 how many guys did you bring up to this tournament this weekend uh we got 23 up here this weekend and how many are you carrying on the roster uh we're about 36 38 right now so so the admins got to love that when it comes to to the you know people look at Division three wrestling, when they're adding programs, it's not just an opportunity to wrestle. It's also, you know, these are tuition-driven schools, too, and bringing in 36 kids and having success, that's got to make your administrators happy. Right, absolutely. I mean, it, it is, uh, you know, in, in speaking from an AD perspective, uh, I don't know that any any sport right now should be more appealing to uh, tuition-driven private schools in wrestling. Uh, you're recruiting tremendously hardworking young men from most, more often than not, blue-collar families that come with great attitudes. Uh, it's a low-expense sport that you can have a, a solid roster of 30 to 40, and uh, I just give all the credit in the world to the NWCA and other groups like that that are being very proactive and, and seeing this huge spike in the growth of our programs, and it's so healthy for college wrestling right now. From that administrator standpoint, which is something you've kind of inherited uh, in your time there, 
What has changed in terms of how you coach your team based on now having to deal with so many other sports in terms of an administrative capacity? Well, one of the things that I, I tell everybody selfishly, I like, I like stealing good ideas from some of our other programs at Central. So, you know, I'm stealing programs from our basketball program. I'm stealing ideas from football programs. So I think, I think sometimes you can get stuck in a little bit of a cocoon when you're a coach in a sport that all your friends, all your colleagues, everybody that you know are in your sport and everybody's doing this, things the same way. Um, you know, I try to step outside of that bubble once in a while and, and get good ideas from other programs and and more often than not you can learn things from it but you know the other thing that that everything's predicated on is you got to have a staff and, and support people around you to help it you know i think when you look at the successful college programs and it doesn't matter d3 d1 everywhere in between you know, any place a program's successful, you've got administrative support, but you also have a tremendous staff to be able to help it. It's not just a head coach. It's great assistance around them. When you look at the landscape of the Iowa Conference, talking about where you guys are at, and we're seeing a new program at Nebraska Wesleyan, and Brandon Bradley there, Jeff Brees in his third year at Buena Vista. We've seen the job that you've done at Central. It's, it's not just Wartburg running away with it. Of course, they're still kind of running away with it in some, in some respects. But the competition between, you know, 2 and 10 isn't as dramatic as, as it used to be. What about, what's it like to have those new programs in the conference, new coaches, fresh broad, that type of stuff? I think it's awesome. You know, we, we, we talk about this on the recruiting trail. We talk about this internally in our program that we think the Iowa conference and the healthiness of all those programs is the best thing in the world. You know, I, I think you take what, you know, Brandon's going to do at Nebraska Wesleyan, what, uh, what Jeff is working on at BV. I think that is so healthy healthy for everybody because when when everybody's improving and the conference competition keeps getting better um, I just think it's good for our conference and it's good for wrestling overall and uh, you know I had a conversation with coach Miller you know uh, retired coach from Wartburg a couple years ago and you know he made the comment he said I think you know the competition in the Iowa conference now is as good as it has ever been you know as far as depth you know you still got Wartburg on the top end but just you know top to bottom that depth uh, we really enjoy it and embrace it and I I think it's healthy for for our conference and the rest of D3 wrestling. Division three championships are going back to Lacrosse, Wisconsin this year. Great facility, great site. What are you looking forward to? Not just from your team's perspective, but from a general wrestling perspective. Lacrosse is a great town that really lends itself to wrestling. It is, you know. In some cases, you know, you could say, uh, you know, that that area in Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, it's it's, it's kind of the heart of wrestling in Division three. You know, you got a ton of great schools, and you know, Coach Malachek and his staff do an awesome job there. I mean, it's going to be a really fun tournament. You know, I I even think you take step back from the Iowa conference and you look at D3 overall I think there's going to be so much more parity you know it uh, you look at some of the schools out east and you know you take a Baldwin Wallace and Del Valley and Mazzaia I mean there's just more and more programs that you can see from an outside in just keep getting better every year and I think it's so healthy for our division and uh, it's great for wrestling overall so it's going to be a fun one lacrosse and it's going to be a shootout again. I can't interview a D3 coach without asking the, the the one question about the elephant in the room your thoughts on realignment. You know, we, we've got to work through it. The, the biggest thing people got to do is we've got to separate emotions from it, and we've got to get um, the right people at the table and really look at it objectively. And I don't think we're a mile off. I think we're, uh, we're smaller parts off. And, and when we can look at it objectively over time, I think we're going to make good decisions. You know, I, I also think all of the new programs that are being added that are kind of fueling all this is a real positive. I think we need to make sure that we take a step back and look at it not as, hey, how is regional realignment going to affect my program, but in a different light saying, hey, Division three had seven new programs added this year. Uh, that's awesome, and these are just growing pains that we need to work through. It's back over 100 programs. And another thing, it's, as we're seeing you know, part of the new programs, I know Ferrum College 
is looking to put in a bid to host the Division Three Championships in Roanoke, a great facility there. We're starting to see the Division Three Championships become more of a, a draw. People want them there. You know, it was in Hershey a couple of years ago. It's not just going to be bouncing between Cedar Cedar Rapids and Lacrosse. What do you think about bringing them out east? And you know, a school like Fairham going, hey, let's bring this to Virginia. I think it's absolutely wonderful, and I can speak for a lot of programs in the Midwest. When it was out in Hershey, our kids thought it was cool. Um, our alumni thought it was neat. The family, I mean, just to be able to see a different part of the country and see you know different part of the experience. I think that's part of the college atmosphere. I think, you know, there's it's a little harder to sell nationals when you're getting in a bus and driving two hours to a place you've been ten different times. But I think going out east and, and being able to try to somewhat do that periodically, whether that's every other year, every third year, uh, I think is really, really healthy. And I, I think a national tournament in Virginia would be wonderful uh, for Division Three. You had a chance to start a program at the NAI level at Great Falls, and now you've been a Division Three coach for a number of years. What's the best thing for you about coaching in Division Three? You know, what I love about it is is I think we get student-athletes that have really good balance. You know, I, I don't know the exact number, but I, I kind of smiled after last year's Division Three Nationals, and I want to say 14 or 15 of the national finalists were also Scholar All-Americans. You know, I think you're getting outstanding young people that are doing great in the classroom. They're working tremendously hard wrestling-wise, and they're just fun to be around. Uh, and I think that balance makes, makes our level of wrestling uh, a lot of fun and great kids to coach. Top things to look for from Central this year. You know, hopefully steady improvement. You know, we, uh, like I said, nice win a night and a half ago. I just looked at the film, and we got a lot we got to work on. So steady improvement moving forward, and hopefully a better team in March than we are now. Coming to the end of the day here at the Augie Adidas Open in Minneapolis at Augsburg College. Joined by Tim Fader, head coach at Wisconsin-Eau Claire. Your second year in Eau Claire, back in the head coaching game again. And one thing that we've noticed already from your teams is you've got numbers. You're winning dual meets. What's it like to be you know, leading the charge again. Ah, it's great. You know, it's great. It's a great school. Um, I got some really great kids. Um, really, really uh, excited about the staff that we put together, you know, with um, two former wrestlers and, and Cedric Gibson and Elroy Perkin and Nathaniel Benke joining us and then uh, Jose Quintana from uh, USA Wrestling that just joined our admissions program. So um, just got a lot, of, a lot of good things happening. When it comes to the University of Wisconsin system, I think few coaches have the experience that you do now at the number of schools that you've coached at and the experience and well, with, with basically just how the world of Division Three works. What was it about Eau Claire that really kind of enticed you to say, you know what, this, this is a place I want to coach at? I had never really been in the community and, or uh, outside of the McPhee Center. And, and uh, when I went up there for an interview, uh, I was impressed with everything I saw. Uh, I was surprised at everything that I saw. And... and uh, you know, the administration there uh, gave me a chance, and then they uh, rewarded, I think, uh, uh, a growing program last spring, and, and um, you know, they've, they've continued to support the program, and I think it's, it's going to be a successful place. It's successful. It's already, a, you know, a great school, but I think it's going to have a successful wrestling program. When you came in, there had been a, a series of uh, one, two-year coaches, not a whole lot of stability. Numbers were low. Just looking around, you've got more student managers, it seems, now than you did wrestlers when you first got there. What has allowed you to just recruit so, and get so many bodies? You brought 22 people here, and there were that's, that's three times the number of wrestlers that, that were on, on the team when you took the job. Well, you know, it's a lot of work. It really is. It's a lot of work, and, and um, it's, a, it's a group effort to try to get, get uh, good student athletes at our school. Um, it'll continue to be a lot of work, but uh, you know, wrestling is one of those sports that, that we have a, a, a fan base in a lot of different um, areas in the country, and Wisconsin's one of them. You know, people in all those small towns up in northwest Wisconsin, there's some great wrestling programs. There's some good wrestlers. Well, 
coming west here to the Twin Cities. There's a lot of great wrestlers here, and and uh, you know, you mentioned our managers. You know, they're they're wrestling fans. They are. They got four or five years of being in a high school wrestling program, and they want to do the same thing when they're at the at the college level. And so, um, you know, we're trying to attract people that are excited, passionate about wrestling, and and uh, um, continue to build. One misconception that may be existing, maybe you can disprove this, is when you looked at a school like Eau Claire that had gone through a series of you know one two year coaches, low numbers. You wonder what's the administration's thought process on how valuable this team is to the university and the athletics program entirely. What did, what did you get from the administration? Say, you know what, they do care. It's just they need they need the right driver of this bus. Yeah, that that was my number one goal is to to prove to our administration that it is valuable to have the sport of wrestling at UW-Eau Claire. Uh, two years, two and a half years ago, it was on the block. They were, gonna, they were, they were having discussions about eliminating it. Um, so, you know, we worked hard on numbers. We worked hard on, I mean, we had a fantastic uh, uh, team GPA last year. We had four uh, Scholar All-Americans, which was, a, you know, a school record. Um, we got guys that are really involved in the community. Uh, we got faculty members that are stopping into practice and asking questions. Uh, we run a little wrestling 101 class where, you know, I bring my SID down or we bring uh, the dean of students over or somebody and, and, and kind of teach them about how to score, what our wrestlers are doing, how hard they're working. Um, and just, I think, you know, that was that, that's going to continue to be the goal. And we've had a, you know, we, I think we've elevated it. They uh, made my position a full-time wrestling coach position after having – I, I believe six or four, four coaches in four years. I mean, Nathaniel Benke had a different coach every single year of his college career. Um, and that's just not a recipe for success. You know, they had no resources for wrestling. They had, um, you know, just a lot of turnover. And, and, uh, and I think a little bit of stability and a little bit of passion. You know, I think uh, uh, people are interested in what's going on. The quality of wrestling, we've, we've mentioned it, the quality of wrestling in Division Three in Iowa is fantastic. The quality of wrestling in Division Three in Minnesota is fantastic. The quality of wrestling in Wisconsin in Division Three is fantastic. What do you attribute to that quality when it comes to Division Three wrestling, not just uh, coming from the, the high school wrestlers in those states? I mean, you've got kids from Minnesota coming over to Wisconsin and down to Iowa and vice versa. Why does it seem like the, the athletes care about wrestling Division Three out here? That's a, it's a great question. I think uh, in the Midwest, you know, I think it's kind of an ingrained work ethic. Um, I think we have tremendous uh, uh, high school and younger opportunities um, to learn from great coaches. I mean, we have great high school coaches in Minnesota and Wisconsin and, and Iowa and Illinois. And, and uh, you know, when I, w- when I was wrestling, there wasn't there might have been a club within an hour away, and now you got great clubs and schools that are everywhere, and you got you just a tremendous opportunity to, to, to learn the skills in, involved in wrestling at a younger age. And, uh, you know, I think it just uh, has, has kind of trickled up, you know, in, in the, the colleges and universities in the Midwest uh, um, are getting great kids with a passion for wrestling and a, and a good, you know, strong work ethic, and, and uh, I think that's key. You're in a unique situation where you're going to be competing against your old team and, and kids you recruited at Whitewater, but it's not a situation you're unfamiliar with because when you left lacrosse, you kind of had to do the same thing. What, you know, does it kind of, well, how does that feel? I mean, it's got to be a little bittersweet sometimes when you're, you're going to have a guy competing against a kid you recruited and now you've got to coach against him. Uh, 
It is. I mean, it's an it's an emotional sport. It's an emotional career that I got myself involved in. Um, but I have great relationships with my current athletes and my former athletes, and, and uh, you know, I really, uh, you know, I really uh, strive to to um, you know make them better people, um, make my wrestling program better, and, and I realize you know through this journey that I realize you know where we're at, you know, and sometimes you just can't rush that process. You can't. We just talked about this the other day. You can't be experienced without experience. With the situation that happened at Whitewater where, where you ended up ultimately losing your job and then an assistant for a year, and then the opportunity arose with a head coaching position, do you feel like Eau Claire took a chance on you, even though you're still fighting to kind of clear the situation, clear your name a little bit? Or, you know, how, is, how, how has this whole situation affected you as a coach? And, you know, how do you feel like you've come out of this so far? I don't think it, I don't think it cleared my name at all. There was no name to be cleared. I, uh, UW Claire, the administration, everybody um, that I work with, um, you know, they they went into my background as long as I've been coaching, and they said that they could not find one single negative um, about my coaching career or my involvement with student athletes, and that's from my current bosses and. and uh, you know that was valuable for me to hear, and they came to me and said, "Hey, you know, we'd like you to be our wrestling coach, and and uh, and we know what kind of person you are." And uh, to say that this was hasn't been a difficult, uh, you know, last couple of years would be uh, an understatement, though. Yeah, we were we were briefly talking earlier. There's there's not resentment towards the wrestlers or the current coaching staff or anything. You know, Ned Shuck's done a great job in in trying to really keep going what you had built there. Uh, I mean, it's still got to be an uncomfortable situation for for you and and you know the wrestlers that probably still have some loyalty to you as well. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's the case. I know that uh, you know one of the things that's happened from it is I, I think uh, you know there's situations that are happening in college campuses, the um, you know with sexual assault, and you're seeing these things with football programs and Baylor, and you know all the way back to Penn State. And uh, I mean, I, I just really, I, I'm also very interested in that now. I think that there's a um, some policies and, and rules out there that are not um, they're not what people think they are you know they're not what they think they are and you know hopefully my lawsuit will shine some light on that and, and uh, make some social change you know I really hope that it does um, it needs to it needs to so um, as far as you know I got I got a good relationship with uh, uh, the Whitewater Wrestling Program. I got a good relationship with uh, the coaches in the state of Wisconsin, and, and uh, I'm just really excited about where I'm at and where Eau Claire Wrestling is, you know, at and where we're going to go. You spent a lot of time in lacrosse. They're the host for the Division Three Championships this year. How excited are you to go back to the Lacrosse Center for Division Three Championships? You got to get guys there first, but do you feel like you've got you've got a squad that can can bring some guys to to lacrosse and? and you know, fight for those All American honors there in the Lacrosse Center. Well, I know, I know, we got uh, several months ahead of us where we can make kids better. I really do. You know, it's uh, middle of November. This is uh, um, it's fun to see building blocks here, but we got you know we got some time here to work with with our guys, um, and they keep putting forth the effort and and, uh, and they want to qualify for that NCAA tournament. You know, we're going to do everything we can to put them in that position, and, and yeah, ultimately that would be fun. It'd be it'd be great to to take a number of guys to the, the tournament in lacrosse. It's kind of, you know, it's, it's the closest school to us that has a wrestling program at Eau Claire. Um, i got a lot of great friends and great memories, and, you know, it's, it's, it is the best place to have the national tournament, I think, and, and uh, uh, we hope to not just be there watching. We want to we be there wrestling at that tournament. 
Well, once we're done, I'll get you a Bloody Mary at Dell's Bar. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> Now talking with Luther head coach Dave Mitchell as we wrap up action in a pretty quick day here at Augsburg at the Augie Adidas Open. And Coach Mitchell, this tournament, uh, you've been coming for the vast number of years. These preseason tournaments, they're varying degrees of, of bracketing and styles, and this one's got three divisions for, for kids. What did you find beneficial for a tournament like this this point in the season for your guys? Uh, first off, congratulations to Augsburg for running a nice tournament, you know, getting it done at a decent time. They've really honed in on that the last couple of years and done a great job, so we like coming down for that reason. Um, but, you know, I, I like the fact that you're going to get a lot of matches here. Even if you lose first round, you're going to get a chance to get against some kids that you're going to you know, hopefully have a chance to beat. And the nice thing about this versus the Luther Open, for example, is you're not going to see a kid twice. I mean, I, I like wrestling guys twice, but but here that's not going to happen the way the brackets are set up, and that's good too. So you're seeing uh, different kinds of opponents. I love the Division Two flavor that it has here. We like that a lot. Uh, obviously, we love seeing Augsburg, and we love seeing lacrosse. and uh, So, yeah, it, it's a good event. We like coming to it. Obviously, there's that school in Waverly. Actually, this isn't the Buena Vista show, so I can say Wartburg. Uh, we're... You guys have run into them. They're in a conference. Your kids know the quality competition, their legacy. When you bring them up to this gym and you see their rivals and you see 12 banners hanging on the wall, do you ever have a conversation with those guys and be like, look, guys, you know, don't get intimidated. This is just an open. I mean, there's a lot of respect to be had in this gym. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is impressive to see their mats and look at the banners up here. I, I personally enjoy seeing that. I see a lot of names on their wall that you recognize, and I've got great respect for both those programs, obviously. Uh, but, you know, we're our own program. And uh, when I took the, the job 20 years ago, for a few years I was looking north and I was looking a little west, trying to see, you know, what are they doing with their programs? What are they doing that we could wrap into ours? But ultimately in a few years you got to make your own program. you got to do it your own way. And, and I think we've uh, found that balance of what's right for Luther. And I think Luther-style wrestling is a little different than both those guys. And we've got a very much a family atmosphere in our program, and uh, we really build off of that all the way through. And so we really focus on what we have control over the best we can knowing that, you know, national titles run through these two towns uh, that you just mentioned. We know that, absolutely know that, uh, but we're going to do it our own way. You mentioned family, and this is something I've noticed since I've been coming to the Division Three tournament in 2009. Whether it's, it's, it's away, it's whether the D3 championships are lacrosse, Cedar Rapids, Hershey, Pennsylvania, there's the Luther fans. And you cannot, whether you're having a good year or, or, or a bad year, they're going to be there. And what's it like to have that type of student body that, the, the, you know, the, the, the backups and, and the reserve wrestlers all coming together at these type of events with, with the, the chant, as we call it? Oh, we love it, man. We absolutely love it. And, you know, you think of Division One Nationals, you think of certain fan bases that are a big part of it. And I think, you know, I'm very proud of the fact that when people think of Division Three Nationals, one of the first fan bases you think of is Luther. Not not only only Luther, of course, but but one of the fan bases. And I'm very proud of that. And, and our guys get geared up for it. It does give you a competitive edge, you know, when you're wrestling with a kid where it's just his parents and grandparents are there and you've got a whole fan base there cheering you on. It it can give you a competitive edge, and we, we definitely realize that, too. So love it. Absolutely love the buy-in from our alums, love the buy-in from our student body and our guys love it. I think it was at the Ice Arena a couple years ago in, in Cedar Rapids that uh, they were actually instituting the Luther rule. Like, no, those are reserve tickets. You cannot run around and, you know, I mean, that's one of these things that's like, it's probably going to drive you a little nuts. It's like, Just let them do it. But, you know, you said it's a competitive advantage and uh, that, that changes the way things are done. But as we got the Division Threes coming back to lacrosse this year, great host, great city. 
What are you looking forward for your team this year, getting guys through because it's a rough region and ultimately having a great Division Three tournament that just showcases not just your program, but you know the 100-plus programs we have in Division Three now? Yeah, they'll do an outstanding job of hosting it at lacrosse. It's it's kind of the St. Louis of Division Threes. You know, I, I think it's got everything you want with the hotels right there and the eateries and the pubs that are right nearby. It's a great environment. So, And for us, it's we're the second closest school in the country to that you know arena other than UW lacrosse. So we, we think of it as almost a home event. Um, in terms of our team, you know, we're third in the country last year and we have high expectations. We've got a good group of kids coming back. We definitely have a different dual meet team than we had a year ago. We got some holes that we're trying to develop guys. They're doing a great job, but it's a developmental process and it's going to take time with them. But we got studs to build around and uh, and at the end of the year hopefully we can have enough of those guys on the stand to make a run at a trophy. What is your philosophy on numbers? Because as we talk to Division three coaches and administrators who are adding the sport and you've got your your school is long entrenched in the sport of wrestling. But when administrators, they, they see roster numbers, they see tuition dollars, that type of thing. You also see an opportunity to build depth. What is your, your policy on how many wrestlers you carry, and, and how has that evolved over the years? Yeah, I like numbers. Um, there is a, a number that I think gets a little too big. We've had near 60 in our room, and with our staff and the academic rigors at Luther and our other jobs that we have on campus as coaches, it, it maybe is a little too high for us to really serve them as well as we, as we want to. So I don't know exactly what the ideal number is but uh but we like numbers and my philosophy is that uh, you know I don't obviously you want the studs in the room and you need the studs to be great but our program is family based and, and those guys that are third or fourth or fifth string if they're coming into the room and they're going hard every day they're making guys around them better and they're inspirations to the guys around them too so we love those guys and and not only that but I've seen over the years that those guys go on to be great alums too not only in the time that they're there so we like the we like the family atmosphere we like the numbers um you know we just we just ask that guys that are there are committed that's all we ask and, and then we're going to be committed to them and our coaches are committed to them so we're giving time to those guys too just like we are to our starters uh so we like it we like the numbers Talked to Eric Van Clay earlier about uh, you know the rise that his program has had within the Iowa Conference. Jeff Brees at Buena Vista, new blood, new program at Nebraska Wesleyan. The Iowa Conference is basically the Big Ten of Division Three wrestling. What have you seen from the conference? That's you know the gap may be closing on Wartburg. Some people believe. I don't think Eric Keller is going to agree, but he knows that they're chasing. But the conference as a whole. What makes it so strong year after year after year, even when you know, you're going to get a fight from guys from BV, you're going to get fights from Nebraska Wesleyan, even though they're in their first year, you're seeing that you know, Central has come up and, and knocked Co off, and Co came from, from the depths to make themselves a national player. Yeah, yeah I think uh, it's a great commitment by the institutions, number one. Like the Big Ten, right? They made a big commitment to wrestling at the Big Ten level. I think the Iowa Conference, as, an insti- as a conference, has made a commitment to wrestling. You have to sponsor wrestling to be a member of the conference, which is why Nebraska Wesleyan offered a new program, right? So I think it started at the uh, the conference level and the institutions at those conferences, and then and then you know they fund it well, they hire quality coaches, um, and there are there are great coaches in our conference that are doing outstanding jobs across the board. And even when the ones don't have enough depth to have ten really stud kids, they still have a kid or two that are battling their butts off. So I think it's a tribute to the institutions and the coaches at those institutions. Talk online.com.